Sorry. Slow on the fucking... On the audio tech technicianing. <laughs> it's early. Yeah. I think it was doubled because the this was on the chat, which uh, is like a monitors what's coming here. So that's it was that lag. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Sorry, brain's still warming up. It's uh six forty seven in the morning. Um, this podcast should have already been released a couple hours ago, but you yeah. guys know how it is. We're busy. We had a long couple of days. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Mm-hmm. Speaking of. Yeah, we, uh, we were at Hayfla NYC yesterday. Um, buddy Ed, who you guys heard on episode, I don't know, it had to be like episode 30, something like that this season, um, reached out on Tuesday, um, was wondering if we knew, you know, any installers who had availability to, uh, help out with some stuff in the, uh, the showroom out, out in Manhattan. Um, he was looking for Wednesday, but unfortunately Wednesday we were, um, out in the Hamptons. So we told him, hey, you know, we could do it Thursday. So we linked up, we, we took the ferry in yesterday morning, bright and early, and uh, and helped the guys out over there, and took the ferry home. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, it was fun. A little change of pace. Oh, so it's been, it's been a long week. <laughs> what happened Monday? What, what? Monday was Memorial Day. Oh, Monday was Memorial Day. So we were off on Monday. Yeah. Um, Came in Tuesday. I think we did a bunch of computer work on Tuesday, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> only thing I did was throw together a couple of my kitchen cabinets that just needed to be assembled. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're working on design and bids and stuff on Tuesday. Doing some client communication. And uh, loaded up the van for a Hamptons trip on Wednesday. Yeah. Which was another long day. Um, left left here at 3.45. <laughs> That's a.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we left 15 minutes earlier than, than usual. And it, it ended up saving us, I think, at least about a half hour in terms of traffic. I agree. So we got to the job at, at about 7.10. Um, whereas before, we left at 4. A lot of times we weren't getting there till 8 or, or after. And you get, what would you say, three quarters of the way there or more before the traffic really hits? Yeah. it. Well, I mean, in terms of miles, it's, it's probably more than three quarter. Yeah. Because um, where that traffic starts on... What's going on here? On Sunrise Highway. Oh, I see you caught underneath that thing. Yeah, the traffic starts, and it's basically all workers, tradesmen. Yeah. Um, there's so much work going on in that area. Yeah. It's um, insane. I mean, I, I don't know how much more work is going on there than anywhere else. I think it's more of an illusion because all of the work there is imported. You know, there's no tradesmen yeah. living in the Hamptons. I guess you're right. And there's just that one road mm -hmm. that goes in. <laughs> so it's like a funnel. Right. So, you know, if you drive around Rumson or Fairhaven, there's just as much building going on, but everybody's local. Whereas there, I shouldn't say there's no tradesmen in the Hamptons, but, you know, the vast majority um, are coming from. You know, probably an hour or more away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a bottleneck. It's a two-lane highway into the Hamptons with, you know, hundreds of trucks and vans and all kinds of different subcontractors going in there. 
you know, you got your landscaping, your concrete, your electric, plumbing, uh, HVAC, carpenters, everything, tile guys. So it's a lot of, a lot of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the cars, you know, all the workers, the painters, mm -hmm. and, you know, all the guys working for the subs. They, right. I mean, they were telling us, uh, uh, Francisco was telling us about his guys that live in Long Island. Or do you say on Long Island? How how long it would take them to get to work even. Yeah. Yeah, I forget where he said they live, but yeah, he was like, yeah, sometimes it takes them three hours. Exit 50-something. Yeah, guess. that's like, like um, you know, not too far from Patchog. Right. Um. So yeah, we shot out there. We had to do the barn doors. We had to install the mantle. Um, we had to uh, adjust the doors on the foyer piece and touch up some spots on the countertop where I think somebody, not the homeowner, I think somebody got something on there and they tried to clean it off with something. Yeah. And they screwed up the finish. Um, because that, it, there's no way water would have done that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rugged. Yeah. Um, and concentrated in areas where there wouldn't typically be like, mm -hmm. like a lot of water. Um, and what else? We had to put the legs on the cabinet. We made yeah. some, uh, legs for a cabinet that they had a polyform. Those brass legs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all, it all went off without a hitch. Well, you know, a couple, couple little hiccups here and there, but, um, you know, Everything came out good. It was pretty easy. We were done there by, what, 12, yeah. 12, 12 yeah. 30, something yeah. like that. And, and there was quite a bit of downtime there, too. We were, you know, taking a tour of the home. And yeah. I was eating my very first flagel. Which is a killer. I'm. She's like, you want to see the house? I'm like, no, we got to get to work. And then next thing you know, we're walking around the house. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, we got to work. I'm like, going to get this shit done. It's a four-hour drive. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, once we wrapped up with all of that, the um, the gentleman who was doing the painting in that house, Francisco, he, um, I guess, he's he's sort of like a, like a GC, I guess, and he runs, you know, some painting crews, and they do carpentry and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So he, um, he's got a couple homes that he's doing work on. Um, and so he wanted us to come to this first house in Sag Harbor and measure up for some doors, um, which we had been talking about for the last, you know, maybe two weeks. Um, Black Locust interior doors that he had me price out. And um, surprisingly enough, I mean, Black Locust is expensive because it's not, it's not very common. Um, I, I think I have some leads on stuff that's a little bit closer. I'm going to call around today and get some prices, but... Um, you know, I gave a very high, very high price and, um, you know, hey, the homeowners were fine with it. They don't blink out there. No, it's a, you know, it's a very small house and, you know, he's was saying like how many millions of dollars it is. It's worth. It's a cottage. Yeah. It's like smaller than the, the downstairs of my house. And I have a small house. Um, like my house is only 1100, 1200 square feet or something like that. Yeah. And it's about the size of the downstairs. Um, so we went over there and they did a really nice job with everything that they did in, in there. They did a bunch of uh, horizontal V-groove, you know, pine uh, paneling, floor to ceiling inside and, and did a bunch of work in the basement. I mean, the basement looked great. Yeah. For a, not a finished basement, but just. Very know, clean. Yeah. Epoxy floor and, and uh you know, not not all kinds of pipes and shit hanging down. The ceiling it had nice high ceilings. They did like Sapili shower outside and just, you know, nice work. You could tell that they do they do good work. Uh siding and gutters and all that stuff. Um and he's like, Oh, while you're here, why just get, give me a price on a kitchen. <laughs> I mean the kitchen did need updating for sure, but Yeah, it's like right out of like the eighties probably. Yeah. Pink for mica countertops. You know, oak yeah. light, sort of that gold, a little bit lighter than golden oak, but oak, you know, raised panel cabinets. And the layout, too, was kind of 
uh, of that era, you know, with the uh-huh. corner stove and that angular uh, counter cut back. Yep. And, yeah, just uh, definitely needed updating. And for the, you know, that and the, it looks like they're in the process of redoing the bedrooms, but, um, and, and the, the bathroom was fully gutted. So those were really, you know, like the family room area, because that's all it is, a family room, kitchen, two bedrooms, a linen closet, and a bathroom. Yeah. Um, those, that area, the kitchen really needs, uh, you know, Be some brought up, up. updating. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, you know, the people only, they're only out there a month or two months a year. We live in Miami. Yeah. The exterior was real nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, um, like split shakes, painted black. You know, it looks, it looks the part, it looks very Hamptons. Um, the split shakes are, are a nice change though. I didn't see a lot of those out there. And they got their own little dock in the back. Yep. Little garage in the front. What was strange is there's no path. No. To I, the house. It's just grass. Yeah. They, they got to do some, some kind of walkway. Uh, I Cause I didn't notice a, even a door on the back of the garage. Uh, like a, did they have like a, a passage door on the back of the garage? Even? I didn't see. So you, you know, you park your car and you got to walk around back, you know, into the street area, you know, around the front of the garage and then oh, yeah, well, traverse. No, nobody parks in the garage. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, they didn't really have a driveway there. Yeah. Right in front of the garage. Oh yeah. I thought that was the street right there. No. Um, yeah, nobody parks in their garage unless it's like a three-car garage. Yeah, it was just a little one car. Three cars, and then they, you can only fit one car in. You got so much shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they got bikes and all kinds of stuff in there, I'm sure. Kayaks. Yeah. Um, And then he said, we were talking about, Veneer came up and he said, oh, I've got this job out in East Hampton where all the veneer on the doors failed. I've already, you know, already had to replace fridge panels and this and that. He said, why don't you guys go out there? Take a look. So we drove out there. That was like another 20 minute ride because of, you know, the roads out there are all 30 mile an hour roads basically. And they're twisty, turny back in the woods. Um, yeah. I didn't know that it was like that out there. Yeah. I thought it was like all like the beach. You know what I mean? You know, straight roads and, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, bring the compressor work is completed. Um, definitely more wooded than, than I was expecting. It's there's like pine barrens out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went and we looked at that job, you know, we show up and there's like a gate and we're like, how do we get into this place? And there was a landscaper outside. We're like, is this 42? He's like, yeah, push that button. So we, you know, the gate opens up, we go down and he, he sent us to talk to his guy who was painting Oscar. And we're like, Oh, are you Oscar? Yeah. Uh, Francisco told us to come look at the doors He's like, oh, doors. He's like, is it in the main house or the secondary house? <laughs> you know, we're standing in front of this giant modern house, probably 8,000, maybe more, 10,000 square feet. And, you know, look over to the right, and there's like another like 5,000 square foot house right there. Um, It was nice. But yeah, no service. We, you know, it took a little bit to get, get figured out where they were, but we go into the main house, the kitchen and yeah, something was going on with the, with the finish on these doors. You know, they were, the veneer was coming off of the the core material and, and sort of cracking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of like that crazing sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we took some measurements on that. I don't know what, you know, aside from a complete reface, there's not really anything that we could do there. Trying no. to match that finish, you know, you're better off just getting new doors from yeah, the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, it seems like it would be a warranty issue, but, um, you know, it didn't hurt to go look. We were already out there. One of those things where when you're four hours away and there's, you know, just go look at the job that's 20 minutes away because... Yeah, you're never going to do that from home. No. Um, so, yeah, after that, you know, we left. We were trying to, there was no service. So we're trying to get back. We were ready to leave to come home. And uh, 
just trying to drive to get service and then finally got service and you know we were way north on the on the islands and you know usually we're all the way south so it took us all these crazy back roads <laughs> to finally get back you know I mean, on Tuckahoe we got back on the north highway or whatever it's called uh, which turns into the sunrise highway yeah it was uh, it was sketchy there for a while we were, I mean, they, the great part was like Turn left on Old Montauk Highway. And it's just like a, a 12 foot wide road with no curbs. Not even a center line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it was, a, it was another long ride home. You know, we left. Uh, I don't even know. Was it about 3.30 when we got on the... Uh, Got on our way home? No, because it wasn't five hour drive. Let me see what um texted my wife. Yeah. About three fifty actually. But I think we got back to the shop at, at like eight oh five. Um so it was, you know, a little over a four hour drive. It was pretty good until we hit you know, once you pass exit 50 on Long Island Expressway, there's just always a ton of traffic. I don't understand that that flow coming from the east into yeah into New York at that time of day. Like, it's rush hour, but why is everybody going in? Yeah. Well, the traffic is equally bad in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's, there's industry out in Long Island where people are are working, you know, who live Reverse in the city, commuting. living in Queens and, and going out to Long Island, you know, warehouses and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. It, it gets rough there for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's rough all the way You're on the LIE and then you get off onto, onto the BQE and then the BQ onto the Kosciuszko or however the hell you say it. I want yeah. to look that up. Yeah. I was thinking about that when we were driving. I said, I'm going to look up how you say this. How do you say? Because it doesn't really clear up until you get like out of downtown Brooklyn area. Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko. Hmm. Pretty close. Um... Yeah, so like you get like you have like a half a mile of no traffic. I mean, I shouldn't say no traffic because everybody's getting off too. But yeah, between the LIE and getting on the BQE, like you get onto Kosciuszko. I'm just gonna keep saying Kosciuszko because I don't even remember what the hell they just said. And it's just gridlock right there. <laughs> then you you know, um, I guess is that the BQE? It is. Yeah, but and then you get up and you got to bear to the right to stay on. Yeah, it's all, you know, Greenpoint and Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it's it's terrible all the way to the Verrazano Bridge. So from exit 50 on the LIE all the way till you get into Staten Island, it's just horrible traffic. Yeah. I mean, we it kind of cleared up like around the Gowanus uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah. But it was still very congested. Oh yeah, it wasn't yeah. stop and go, but it no. was it was heavily congested. You know, you're not doing, you know, ten miles over the speed limit, which is what I want to drive minimum. Yeah, that's normal. That congestion, that's the way it always is. Yeah. Um, and then once you're in Staten Island, it's a breeze, you know, because you're we're. I don't know how wide. It. I don't know how long it is between the Verrazano and the Outer Bridge. It can't be more than what. 15 miles. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh think the whole length of Staten Island's like 15 or 16 miles. Yeah, so it's got to be less than that. It's probably 10 10 miles or something. Once you go over the outer bridge, it's like you might you may as well be home. Yeah. Cuz we do that that drive. Oh. We do that drive um a lot basically from the Driscoll Bridge home. Like the Driscoll Bridge the outer bridge is right basically couple miles from the Driscoll Bridge. So yeah. it's like the Driscoll Bridge is always like the, the sign that you're home. That's the barn fever. 
Yeah, because it's only uh, Driscoll is exit what one twenty two basically. Um, yeah, I think that's well, the last exit before. Yeah, one twenty seven. Right. Yeah, it's one twenty seven to go to Staten Island and take a left. So it's ten miles. Driscoll Bridge is ten miles from our exit, and then you know it's another. It's deceptive because it's another ten miles from from getting off the parkway to get back to the shop. Um, at least. Might be more because it's five miles from my house to here. No, it might be another 15, but either way, you know, you finally feel like you're home because this is our, you know, it's where we live, it's this area. So, uh, yeah, we got back to the shop, you know, eight, eight something. We were beat. Yeah, that was a long day, 17 hour day. Yeah, but I had that Wendy's uh, chicken wrap to hold me through. Yeah, that smelled good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can't lie. I ate my horrible dinner out of Tupperware. <laughs> parked outside of a CVS in uh, Millersville. <laughs> Miller? What is that town? It starts with an M. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Not Morrisville. Not Millersville. Yeah. I Monroeville? Can't, I can't think of it right now. I think it's Monroeville. Um, out in that like Stony Brook mm-hmm. kind of area, Long Island. That's where we get off. That's where we get on to the LIE. It's Captain Dan Rowe, R O E Dan Rowe Highway. Yeah, yeah. Exit seventy something, I think, on the LIE. Yeah. Um, pulled pulled over there. We had to send out an invoice for this kitchen that we're doing. Um, I'm back on my. My one meal a day. I'm gonna drop this uh, holiday weight about six months. <laughs> six months later than it should be. I was gonna ask what holiday that was. Yeah. Well, it usually it starts around Halloween, and then it goes all the way till New Year's, <laughs> the Memorial Day holiday. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't eat anything I wasn't supposed to this weekend. Yeah, you were quite disciplined. Yeah. I, I got to. I just feel terrible. You know, way like. I dropped like five pounds, but weigh like two ten when I should be like one eighty five. Um, just man, it happens so fast. It does. It happen. It'll happen overnight. Yeah, I feel like ever since I had COVID, it's been harder and harder to lose weight. Hmm. It could be. No. You never know. Correlation does not equal causation, but um, could just be that I'm getting older, also. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to, trying to drop some pounds. That's for sure. So I had my ground beef and eggs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I had a soda also, which I, I can't remember the last time I had a soda. It was pretty good, but. I like a soda every now and then. Yeah. I like Diet Coke. I just like the taste of Diet Coke. Mm. I had like a orange cream, kind of was like a creamsicle kind of. Yeah, Stewart's has that orange cream soda. That stuff's yeah, good. Yeah. I haven't had that and man, couldn't even tell you how long. I like all those. I mean, they're not very I shouldn't say they're not common, but it's not like a go to for people like a like a birch beer or like a cream soda. Yeah. Or I like orange cream. cream. You ever have a Big Red? You ever hear of Big Red? No. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a red red cream soda. Yeah, that yeah. that was big when I was in high school in Texas. Yeah, there's certain areas where there's like there's an area where the cream soda's pink. Ah. Uh, um. You know, around here it's like that light brown, like yes. a tan. It's like a tan color. Yes. Um, I like cream soda. I like the taste of it. I don't like the like the mouth feel. Mm. I like a very dry. It's the same for me with with beer, but not wine. I don't like really dry wine, but I like really dry beer. And I mean, I think I shouldn't say I like dry soda because I really don't drink soda. But I think that's what I like about Diet Coke is like it's very dry. Uh-huh. I was never a fan of the diet soda. I remember when, uh, though, uh, you, you're probably too young for this. New Coke. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never had it. It was that was my first political stance. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I came out strong against New Coke. <laughs> if only things were still so benign. <laughs> yeah. I think I must have, I think I even like wrote a letter or something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't remember. Write your congressman, <laughs> get rid of New Coke. Ridiculous thing I did, but it was the first thing that uh, upset me. <laughs> Well, now everybody's upset about everything. Yeah. <laughs> On both sides. Don't don't oh, make any inferences. It. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was a pedicab driver at the time. You know what, a, like those rickshaw things? Oh, yeah, yeah. In San Francisco. That was a great job. We had like these, it was like a bicycle with a little fiberglass thing that had a seat for two people. Did it have like a fairing on the front or? Uh, no, it was like a regular bike. And on the and, back. Yeah, it was like it had two wheels in yeah, the back. Yeah. And so we worked just like a cab driver that didn't own their car. You know, we would go to the barn in the morning uh, out on the pier at San Francisco, uh, you know, like the Fisherman's Wharf area. Yeah, yeah. And you'd pay, let's say it was like $10 or something like that. To, to rent. To rent the bike from the guy who owned all the bikes. That's pretty cool. And then you go out there and there was little designated areas where they'd let you hawk your 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 tours. And you just do people around the wharf, basically. Yeah, I'd take people into Chinatown. I was like, I was quite the huckster. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some, some quad muscles to oh, yeah. do that. I used to take people through Chinatown. Did it have take gears? A, uh, yeah, yeah, they were like three or five speeds. I was gonna say, man, single, fixed speed. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean... You did have to have some some muscle to do it. Yeah, especially uh, with two people in the back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you you develop quite a. You know, you ever have a job like that? Like, like, like being like a little huckster kind of thing. You know? No, no. <laughs> I mean, being a waiter is is it's a little bit like cool, that. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Round trip to Chinatown, $20. Oh, 20, yeah, no, you know? <laughs> not where I had to be like a, uh, you know, a uh, a barker. Yeah, a barker, that's it. Oh, man. No, that's like, you know, working on the boardwalk. That's that's on, on where you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got, the, got the dark game here. Yeah, that was it. That was... Everybody wins. I mean, it's a, what a subculture. Yeah. There was that, and like when I was a bike messenger, another deep subculture. Yeah, like Seaside, and I don't know about Point Pleasant, but like Seaside was all Eastern European, like, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like when you come to like work for the, oh, you know, they could yeah. just come here in yeah. the summer and work. Yeah. Um, we always called them Russians. I don't know if they're actually Russians. It could have been any <laughs> Eastern, it could have been Polish for all I know. Yeah. Um, but that, that's who we would get to be the dishwashers. You know, we'd send somebody mm -hmm. out to the boardwalk to just find some guy. <laughs> we'd like have these two. Life was simple, two wasn't Russian it? Russian guys, you know. We even had them making salads, I think. <laughs> We're short staff tonight, Jeff. Run out to the boardwalk and get us two guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, they stayed the whole summer. You just got to get them in the, in the beginning. Oh man, because they're—that's what they—they're out there to work. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because they, you know, they know that there's a huge influx of tourism in the summertime in these certain areas. I'm sure it happens in in a lot of different cities. Um. So yeah, imagine that you fly out to, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm going out to the Maldives for for summer. Bartend. Yeah, yeah. They were, I mean, when I went to Europe uh, back in the early '90s. It was like that, you know, you get these pub gigs mm -hmm. where you'd live at the pub and, you know, you'd clean up and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was cool. all travelers. Yeah, I remember, um, what was it? Was it in Rincon, Puerto Rico? People were talking about, uh, oh, because a guy that owned the place around here, I think it was either he had a place out there or he was going to buy a place out there. We we're talking about like, you know, going out there to work mm -hmm. for certain seasons, maybe like the wintertime or something. That would have been cool. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you got to do when you're young. <laughs> you're an old 34. Yeah. 
That's the kind of thing you got to do when you're young. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I remember when I was like in my 20s, 30 was sort of like my uh, imaginary cutoff line to like figure out what I was going to do and do something. Yeah. I uh, got into this. I was... Uh, let's see. 2012, 23. I never looked back. Yeah. I had a much, much more twisty road. Yeah. Yeah. He's, was it, was Sandy 2012? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. It'll be 14, uh, 15, sorry, 13. 11. 11 years. Well, it'll be now. 11 years in October. Holy cow. Over a decade ago. Yeah. Crazy. I know. I mean, where does the time go? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, uh, I'll be with my wife 11 years this year. Wow. Well, congratulations. Not married for 11 years, but. Yeah. Married for. Uh, 2016, seven. Wait, is it only seven? 2023? Yeah. Why did I think this year was eight years? I don't know. Yeah. I think this year I'm going to be married 23 years. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was my buddy Anthony's uh, five-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, congratulations. You made it over the hump. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I crawled. Yeah. You didn't tell him there's another hump coming, did you? It's just one big hump. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody warned me about all the humps. It's like a, like the, what do they call those, bunny hills? Yeah. Oh, man. It's like a series of peaks and valleys. Yeah, because I didn't get married till, uh, let's see, I was, was I 39 or 40? Um, 2000. Yeah, I think I was 39. So I was, I thought it would be easy. I thought this, you know, once you get married, you don't have to like, you know. Yeah, it's like if you're dating, it's just the same thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only after you learn all the, the, you know, idiosyncrasies of the other person, you just coast through. Yeah. Yeah, because I had lived with my wife for, you know, I mean, she moved in with me soon after we started dating. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, call it. 2013 and we got married in 2016 so we had already lived together for three and a half years yeah um more almost four because we got married in october of 2016 but yeah i mean it's a and you know things start to piss you off <laughs> like things that you put up with for four years then all of a sudden it's like i can't, can't take it yeah, i can't take this anymore <laughs> yeah you know them you know the movie network where the guy hangs his head yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I've never actually watched it, but I know, you know. Yeah. I, I probably saw the film back when it came out, you know, or close to it. But uh, I don't really know anything about it except for that scene. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. There's like another scene where he's on air. That's and, pretty, oh, pretty yeah. famous. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's the reality of living with somebody. Yes, that's right. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're your roommate or your spouse or whatever. Yeah. People get on your nerves. It's actually harder because with a roommate, you could just like, you know, like I've had roommates where it was like, I'm fucking done with you. Like, <laughs> this is no longer an amicable relationship. Um, oh, you can't God. do that with your wife. No. You know what I mean? No, you got to get along. <laughs> yeah. Like you can exist in a house with a roommate that you hate and just like, you know, avoid <laughs> each other. And, you know, I had a roommate in college and, and we were friends in high school. We went to college and, and, you know, decided to be roommates. Um, and I was out at a bar and I got a call that the RAs had like raided my room. Oh God! Because him and my other buddy were in there drinking, 
And then when they came in, they found all the empty beer cans were in my closet. Oh, geez. So I got, you know, everybody got written up Mm -hmm. and he let me take the fall for it. Like he didn't say like, you know, he had nothing to do with it. Well, so that was it. I'm like, you're done. Oh, geez. Um, so like went like the whole second half of that year, I didn't, we didn't speak a word to each other. And you know, he had that, that was like unforgivable in my book. And those rooms are not big. No, like a little <laughs> bit bigger than this room. I know. You know, you know what's funny is that, uh, you, that pair, yeah, they just pair you up. Like if for anybody who hasn't done that experience, like you show up, if you're living in the dorms and you don't have like preset stuff, you just get a roommate. Yeah. They just stick well, some guys together. Yeah. I mean, you would know who your roommate <laughs> is. At least, you know, like when I went to college, like yeah. they would tell you who your roommate was ahead of time and give the contact information so you guys could. Yeah. Not when I went, it was just two people just show up. Oh my God. <laughs> first come, room, first serve. Room 110. Yeah, that's me. Oh, hey, what's your name? Oh my God. <laughs> I, got, I got really lucky though. Yeah. I still remember my college roommate first year. Um, his, we are both our real names were Robert. His, mm-hmm. uh, his last name was Jones. He went by Jonesy and everybody called me Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this kid, uh, my, my parents, they were like, oh yeah, you got a thing in the mail. Uh, uh, I won't say his name is trying to become a cop down in Florida and he needs a, I was like, fuck him. <laughs> What makes him think? It was your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was like always like, I mean, looking back, like he was heavily autistic. Oh, geez. Look, you know, he was like uh, real quiet, um, you know, very, very socially awkward, like extremely mm-hmm. socially awkward. But back then, like, you know, this is 2007, call it, you know, I, I had known him since probably, let's say, whatever. 1998 or something. We played football together and everything. He was just like a weird, quiet kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like nobody was like, oh, he's autistic. Yeah. People didn't know that kind of stuff back then. Yeah. Um, totally undiagnosed as far as I know. But looking back, like very, very autistic. Um, Let's give him a gun. <laughs> I'm sure he's got him. Um, not that not that autistic people are, are predisposed to violence. Um but yeah, uh, some, you know, untreated mental health issues that uh, he probably needed to get figured out. But um, yeah, I was not going to be his reference. <laughs> not because he's autistic, just because he, no. he dicked me over. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, must have I, been a short list if you were on it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's like, man, you haven't made any other friends in the last 20 years. Because that was, oh my god! You know, we're talking like last time I saw him was 2008, probably. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh man, feels like it's gonna be another hot one today. Yeah, like the radio said it was gonna be 89. This is 86. Oh crap! You know that's that's a New York radio station, so it's always hotter. Yeah. In the city, it's heat islands. Yeah. Yeah, we're right at the beach, so it's it's pretty warm. It was hot yesterday walking back to, mm. you know, taking the subway and walking back to the ferry. Yeah, the subways are so much nicer now. Yeah, I, uh, like Allie's mom was asking me, she's like, so like, how was the city? Because like, everybody says, they're like, oh man, since COVID, the city's crazy. Hey, people on the subway out of their goddamn minds. I thought it was like so tame. Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem... We only saw two homeless people. Yeah. Um, the one got like off face in the morning. down up on the bench. Like, yeah, his pants off. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. He was in a bad way. I mean, there was no crazy people on the subway. No. Like. No panhandlers. Not even anybody that looked crazy. No. Like, sometimes you get the guy who's just sitting there looking crazy. Yeah. There wasn't even that. No. We, all, we got seats every time. Yeah. Air conditioning. Um, the subway's funny. Everybody just, yeah. It's like everybody makes an effort to just like look at the floor. I feel yeah. like, yeah. It's like, all right, don't don't, don't make uh, eye contact. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time 
I was uh, heading out to, I used to be in this band that rehearsed in the Queens Music Building, mm. which is the last stop on the F train. So you got to, so I'm leaving the city and it's rush hour because it's after work. And it's one of those things. Have you ever been on the train? Like when you can't even like get to like one of those handrails up at the top? Uh, not like on the subway, but I've been in like in, in college. Yeah. Had like this tram right. called the PRT that, uh, yeah. So I Which played. is like, imagine like a subway car, but it's only like eight feet long and there's like, you know, two seats and two seats and then like poles. Yeah. They, people would just cram in those things. Yeah. So I had, I was playing bass at the time. So I got my bass and I got the cases standing up, you know, tall, tall ways. And I can't even get to anything to hold on to. And so you're crammed in there and you're swaying with the train, you know, and everybody's trying to keep their balance. And this one guy is just leaning on me. Like, you know, I just felt like it was like intentional. Mm -hmm. It's like that Seinfeld episode where the train stops. Yeah. Elaine's going to the lesbian wedding. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I was just, I must've been having a bad day. <laughs> Cause, uh, so then I go, I scream, quit leaning on me. <laughs> and all of a sudden I got like this circle of space around me. Like nobody knew who, who they like, were. Uh -oh. This guy's Somebody's about to lose it. <laughs> and I re calmly reached up and grabbed something <laughs> Hmm, strangely effective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was surprised, you know. It was... Yeah, it was pretty mellow. Yeah. It, you know, makes you wonder. All, there's all this conjecture these days. 90% mm -hmm. of it is total BS. Yeah, in, in general, I mean, there weren't a lot of the, like the electric bikes, you know, creating havoc. Yeah. And um, what else? You know, I don't think I saw any homeless guys pushing stuff around like we did the last time. We saw like one or two. When we went to Hayful last time? Yeah. We uh, saw one or two with their like big, their big carts. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this time was, I mean, there was, one thing I noticed, there was a lot of debris and trash on yeah. the streets. I mean. I mean, we didn't spend a ton of time up on the streets. It was, you know, we kind of just jumped from one subway station to another, but mm -hmm. it was only like a couple, we only walked like 10 blocks or something, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the subway is where you expect all the crazy shit to be happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, you know, not once did I like side-eye somebody and like, oh, I got to keep my eye on this guy. <laughs> right. No, no one using the bathroom. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be back out there on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward class. to it. Yeah, seeing Rob and and Corey. Yeah, so Rob and Corey are gonna come out. Um, I think we're gonna try and meet up beforehand. Maybe get some, grab some breakfast. The class is at nine, but you know you don't want to be going into the city to get somewhere at nine. That's like no. the, the worst possible time to go in. Yeah. Um, and you know the ferry's nice, but I don't I don't know if it's any easier or faster per se it might be slight it's, it's probably slightly faster i wouldn't say it's any easier than taking the train no the train i mean i think next i think we should go in on the train this next time even yeah meet go because they're gonna go to penn station yeah we should go to penn station that's true otherwise yeah. we're gonna have to take the uh, unless we meet them somewhere around hayfla yeah. Because it'll be a much longer walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we should definitely try and uh, sit down, eat some breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look and see where a good spot to go get. It's it's so hard in a place like New York City to find something good because, you know. It's it, all, all those commuter spots. Yeah, well, if you just look, like, what's a good breakfast spot in the Flatiron? You're going to get 20,000 different things. Mm -hmm. and. How do you know, you know, half of the reviews online are BS. Yeah, they're all fake. Um, just set yourself up for massive disappointment. You don't want to go to one of the touristy kind of places where it's like, you know. Let's ask Ed. Yeah, that's a good idea. He probably knows. Yeah, maybe come with us. Oh, yeah. Um, although he'll probably be there setting up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, I mean the ferry is a much nicer ride. That that train ride is brutal. <laughs> it stop it stops every ten minutes. <laughs> you gotta get the express. Yeah, even then. Yeah. We took the express home last time and it sucked. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. I, I'm 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 uh sugarcoating it. Yeah. We want the helicopter. Yeah, blade. One thing I enjoyed was sitting out on the deck on the yeah. on the boat. Mm-hmm. It was nice wind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the ferry, it's like it's very much like an airplane kind of on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's with the the way the seats are set up and everything. And you know, all the ferries are new, they're nice, clean, the bathrooms spotless. Oh yeah, the place was super clean. Yeah, you know, they got a bar. Had some good pictures too off the back of the boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice scenic ride, you know. The train, you're looking out the window, but freaking praying, the highway. Praying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> hoping that the thing doesn't derail because our railroad infrastructure is so horrible. Oh, man. Yeah. The most dangerous time on the boat is when they're docking. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen out on the open water? That's true. Anything that that thing hits is going to be smashed to smithereens. <laughs> the ferry's going to be just fine. <laughs> the thing is huge. The the one, the Commodore, let me see. They just built that a couple years ago down in Louisiana and brought it up here. Uh, um, it's big. Sea Streak Commodore. Yeah, the, we rode on the little boat, they call it. Yeah. Yeah, they have, um, it's 150 feet long and 40 feet wide, the, the Commodore. Wow. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They have the Courageous, which is 157 feet long and 40 feet wide. It only draws six and a half feet of water. 600 passengers and crew. Um, 525 interior seats, 240 exterior seats. That's more than 600. Yeah. I know. Maximum speed, 39 knots. Got four diesel engines, and guess how many horsepower it is? 12,000. 7,274. <laughs> you can see I have no idea. They've got the, uh, the Commodore, which is basically the same boat. It's only 150 feet long and 40 feet wide. They got the Nantucket, which might be the one that we were on. Um, which is 140 feet long and 34 feet wide. Holds 505 people. That one does 42 knots, and it's 4,850 brake horsepower. You know what? I was amazed at how close we were to the shore when we were pulling in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like right there. Um, Like you could see this, the sand. Yeah. And they've got a couple small small boats. Like the one that we were on was was this uh, 140 foot long one. They got mm-hmm. two of those. They got the MV Sea Streak Nantucket Express. Oh, okay, so we were on the the New Jersey, New York Highlands boat, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw that on one of the, the life preservers. Yeah, 140.7 feet long, 34.22 feet wide. Um, yeah, 42 knots. That's quick. Seventy five hundred horsepower. How fa- how many mile per hour is it not? I think it's just slight, like a. Let's see, forty two knots, two miles per hour, forty eight point three miles an hour. Wow. So fifty fifty miles an hour for a boat is fast, especially a boat that size. Like, isn't there some like old meth? Like the knot comes from like knots in a rope or something like that. I thought it was nautical miles. Oh. Maybe that was like a old sailor's tale or something like that. Maybe. Where does knots speed originate? Term knots dates from the 17th century when sailors measured the speed of their ship using a device called a common log. L-O-G, log. Nautical mile is slightly longer than a mile on land, equaling 1.1508 land measured or statute miles. Nautical mile is based on Earth's longitude and latitude coordinates, 
with one nautical mile equaling one minute of latitude. Okay, makes sense. Uh, The word mile might have you wondering if there's a nautical kilometer too. There's not. (laughs) The international nautical mile is used throughout the world. The measurement was officially set at exactly 1.852 kilometers in 1929. By what is now known as the International Hydrographic Organization. Here we go. The term not dates from the 17th century when sailors measured the speed of their ship using a device called the common log. Common log was a rope with knots at regular intervals attached to a piece of wood shaped like a slice of pie. Mariners would lower the wood piece into the water, allowing it to float freely behind the ship for a specific amount of time, often measured with an hourglass. When the time was up, they would count the knots between the ship and the piece of wood, and that number estimated their speed. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, they got a little, uh, <laughs> little, little graphic. I love that. <laughs> but what was the distance between the knots? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, the point is, it's a fast, fast boat. You know, it's uh, 40 minutes to go from where we live to... Um, uh, Wall Manhattan. Street, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kept getting confused that the that the Wall Street terminal was the ferry terminal. It's the only ferry, uh, you know what I mean? I kept thinking, that's like why I thought we were going to take the one train, because that goes to the ferry. Right. Yeah, because we took the one to 14th Street mm-hmm. and then took the three. But the two also goes to Wall Street? Yeah, the two and the three, uh, if I remember correctly, go to all the same stops except towards the ends of their uh, run. Like in Brooklyn, they diverge. And um, in Upper Manhattan, they diverge. Hmm. But they share the same track, you know, in the middle. Right. And... and, um, a lot of those, a lot of those trains have uh, changed since uh, you know I was a regular rider. But yeah, I used to take um, take that that line to Brooklyn College. Mm. Get on at uh, Clark Street in Brooklyn, which I think was the first stop in Brooklyn. Yeah. So they all go over the Manhattan Bridge, or some of them go underneath, or um, no, only a couple. I think. I think the the red lines, two and three, I think they go underneath. I think they go under the river. I think the only trains that go on the Manhattan Bridge were like the ones in the orange circle, like the D and the F uh, and not positive, the N, I think. So those are the yellow circles. What's the difference between the letters and nothing? It's just I don't think there's anything, yeah. Is there, there's a nine train? Yeah. yeah. How high do the, the letters go? I think there was a Z. Wow. But there were there aren't all the alphabets. Let's see. There's an A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't I don't know if I've I don't know there's an I don't think there's an H and I. There's a J. There's I don't think there's a K. There's an L, there's an M, there's an N. I don't remember if there's an O. No P, there is a Q, there's an R, there's an S. I don't think there's a T. I wonder if there were and they just reti- like retired yeah. the line. U they had. I don't remember a V. I don't remember a W either or an X or a Y or a Z. Twenty or so. Yeah. I mean, there might be more, and and there were some that you know, like like the G train. I think like some of them had like very little limited runs. Yeah, yeah. And then some of them like go from you know one tip of Brooklyn, like the the F train goes all the way into Brooklyn, goes into the city, into Manhattan, then goes all the way out to Queens. Hmm. What a loop! Yeah, it, like it goes into the city and then. Takes a takes a right, huh? Um, 
you know, and then the like the the red trains, they don't the they don't go too deep into Brooklyn, but they go all the way up into the Bronx. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Those I mean, imagine building all that stuff. Yeah. And they did it a hundred years ago. <laughs> they had all those illegal immigrants down there digging with shovels and pails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember reading some stuff about it. Like, you know, then talking about they weren't illegal back then, you know, cause they let people in. Right. <laughs> all you had to do was come in and to give them your name. Yeah, but, you know, talking about the difference between the ethnic groups and, like, their work habits and everything yeah. like that. I won't single anybody out, but... <laughs> yeah, and, you know, certain different areas of the world had, you know, specialized in different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, man, people, I mean, that was some work. Yeah. It, like, there, it was, there was no OSHA back then. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> That's like the Panama Canal, like how yes. many tens of thousands, of, I don't know what the exact counts are, but like how many tens of thousands of people died. Right. That. Digging like, that out with by hand. Yeah, like they're literally embedded in the concrete. Yeah. Holy cow. And, and you know, malaria, how many died from mm -hmm. that? I mean, what an undertaking. Yeah. I mean, they, of course, there was machinery, but all the handwork. Yeah. Well, it was what steam powered back then? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was what uh, nineteen. It's the early nineteen hundreds, I think. Yeah, yeah. Who was the champion of that? Was it Teddy well, Roosevelt? I was. I was going to guess Teddy Roosevelt as yeah. well. That's got to be what the twenties. Let's see. Let's look up Panama Canal. A man, a plan, <laughs> a canal, Panama. That's a palindrome. Oh, you remember that from your school days? Yeah. All right, Panama Canal. Two thousand date oh, completed, nineteen fourteen, August fifteenth. Yeah, they brought a lot of redwood down there. I think, right? Oh wow, eighty-two. It's fifty-one miles long. Got a fifty-foot draft. France began work in 1881. U.S. took over in 1904. Canal. Did it in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, there's no uh, uh, little uh, title that talks about the deaths. <laughs> how, many people, how many people gave their life for this thing? Ferdinand de Lesseps, the French originator of the Suez Canal and the Panama Canal. United States acquisition. Wow. I tell you, it's it's a shame we don't know more about our history. Yeah. It's just, I guess, uh, yeah, it's, I see Roosevelt's name here, President Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. You were right on the money there. Yeah, they're removing history from the textbook, so <laughs> prepare to know less. Um, well, at that, folks, it's getting close to 8 o'clock here. We got to get to work, and I got to get this uploaded before I get 20 messages saying, Where is it? No podcast, podcast today. <laughs> All right, so we'll leave you with that little tidbit of history. Yeah, Panama Canal, Teddy Roosevelt, completed in 1914. All right, take care, everybody. See you next week. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.